0: Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about energy and sustainability from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha. And I'm joined for my fortnightly catch up on the European commodity markets by my colleague Jason Durden, our Head of Energy Markets and Risk Management. Now, Jason, you could start anywhere. The interest has not gone away in all the commodity markets, but let's start with oil and the international situation. How things moved with stocks and OPEC production and so on?
1: Yes, yeah, there's quite a bit going on in oil at the moment, really. I mean, the, on a European-focused level, Europe is still consuming lots of Russian oil and the G7 has uh, met and announced uh, all sorts of things about about what it would like to do to its members still taking uh, Russian oil and, and, and price caps and various things like that it all seems to be a little bit pie in the sky really if you ask me i mean it's not the g7 it's uh, the wider nations that are taking russian oil that's uh, specifically the problem but of course the backdrop to all this is that we've seen prices slide on the global markets since june from about 125 130 dollars a barrel brent to sort of 95 and uh, the saudis and opec are kind of besides themselves with it and there have been lots of saber rattling over the last week or 10 days and that Culminated really in a move on Monday when OPEC Plus agreed to uh, send what is nothing more than a signal to the market, but a cut of one hundred thousand barrels a day from October, which effectively is a reneging on the increase of one hundred thousand at, at dollars, one hundred thousand barrels a day that should have gone into uh, the market. I think it's a clear signal that. You know, OPEC is saying, actually, we've seen this market fall, and okay, so the bearish is to me. Bear pessimists out there for the global economy are really driving this lower, depending, you know, it doesn't matter where that we've got a few signals coming through about tighter, uh, short-term markets. Uh, the bears are very much in control of this market. And uh, I think the Saudis uh, just felt it was important to say that, you know, we're not going to stand by. We will act if this
0: slide continues. Right. And turning now to the situation in Europe for power and gas especially, uh, we've had some extraordinary developments there. Uh, prices reaching record high levels again and then falling back a bit with a bit of a bounce after the In my view, not terribly unexpected news that Russia wasn't going to resume flows through the Nord Stream 1 gas pipeline. Uh, I doubt the market would have been too surprised about that, to be honest. Uh, We've been in sort of worst case scenario mode for some time. But this has increased the calls for political intervention in the markets, hasn't it? So what's the outlook looking like as far as the European power and gas markets are concerned?
1: I mean, if we take the volatility issue for a moment, I mean, uh, you know, the last or Just over a week ago, uh, we saw markets get pushed up to a thousand euros and beyond on the Cal 23 in Germany and France. We then saw within 48 hours, the volatility sort of trading those contracts 40 and 50% lower. Um, as you know, sort of the talk of intervention past the lips of uh, uh, the EU commissioner and others. And the meeting is subsequently going to be on uh, Friday of energy ministers, I think. But uh, and there's been lots of uh, sort of bilateral and sort of independent state tinkering around the edges with, you know, particularly focusing on subsidising households. Uh, The Germans have uh, issued a raft of measures uh, about uh, introducing some kind of benefit to its uh, energy taking sort of domestic sector. Um, But I think in terms of the market, market's really concerned about intervention. But I think, you know, market intervention is always hugely problematic especially its power maybe not so much in countries like the UK where a lot of it is OTC um, you know and uh, effectively bilateral rather than exchange driven but intervention in those markets is quite difficult and I think it looks as if all the actors are lining up to do some sort of Uh, kind of subsidy around um, end use and market differentials and then perhaps that ends up being washed out over the next two lifetimes by the general taxation funds but uh i mean it's difficult and pretty unpleasant wherever you look but the markets are particularly volatile because if there is some left field um unexpected uh, intervention in actual the markets themselves then i think you know that kind of has implications to anybody who's holding a position but i think at this point that remains a very outside sort of uh, approach i think
0: Right. And in reality, uh, few European countries can act independently even if they wish to uh, entirely in this area. Action will have to be coordinated if it's going to work. I mean, there have been a certain amount of action taken in the Iberian Peninsula, Spain and Portugal, which are less relatively well connected to the rest of the continental power and gas system. Uh, but even there, room for action is limited. So, you know, if things are gonna work, you can't have countries acting unilaterally and expecting to have a material impact on the price, um, at least not on the wholesale price, although there's things they can do to mitigate the impact on retail customers and business customs especially. And I wonder what's your views about that? Because, you know, we need some demand response in Europe in order to keep the supply-demand balance under control and avoid blackouts. But this is coming at a terrible cost to European industry and there's a danger to smaller businesses too, isn't there?
1: Yeah, I think that's the key point to understand here and I hope it's something that the politicians can grasp is that there are all sorts of not easy but uh, and in many ways quite unpalatable ways that European and I'm talking wider than just the EU there but the European industry can be mothballed or suspended or you know in I mean we're already seeing internationally owned businesses try to swap out for you know uh, alternative locations to manufacture some of this stuff and then just import it back into the uh, european and eu environment so there's all sorts of things can be done there and obviously the governments can be a little bit more long-termist and actually they get the big demand the destruction particularly in certain areas that they're looking for but the thing that really is going to drive this whole crisis now, and we're seeing it in the UK because the UK is three months ahead of the EU traditionally in contracts and negotiation for for SME businesses, is that actually you're going to drive huge amounts of already struggling businesses out with inflation crisis and COVID loans. You're going to quadruple or five or six times their energy prices ahead of the winter uh, and they simply won't be able to operate And the small businesses uh, that are independently owned, you know, will start shutting their doors and the high street will look very different. And I think that's true across the whole of Europe. And it's something that I think is frightening the politicians.
0: It certainly is, and it's sending a chill through the financial markets as well. We can see that in the way, uh, you know, the impact on uh, European currency valuation. We can see it on all sorts of uh, concerns about future borrowing costs, which will hit governments or more particularly their taxpayers in the years to come. And I guess, you know, even if one can't avoid the possibility of recession on the back of this, one could at least uh, mitigate some of the impacts and try and leave as many viable businesses in business as possible. You know, and this is a problem on both sides of the channel. As we're recording this, we've got one prime minister leaving Downing Street and presumably another one just about to enter uh, later on in the day. You know, this will be top of the list for them. What sort of interventions are there uh, that could materially impact on business energy users in the short term, do you think?
1: I think the issue is that you know extending some kind of price cap at the billing stage is kind of essential but i think what people can do is they can miss the point here whilst we have to make sure that every sme in the uk and across the continent of europe doesn't go bust on the back of uh, economic war with russia what they do have to understand is that actually the markets are telling everybody uh, one undeniable fact is that there is not enough supply for this winter I mean, certainly true now with the Russians really showing their their colours with Nord Stream and sort of the whole general piece around uh, their import into the West. You know, the fundamental nature is that actually, the market does need rebalancing. Uh, we have to cut our cloths accordingly, and there is not enough supply and too much demand. So demand has to be reduced. It's how the government tackles that without accidentally cutting great, you know, doing great social and harm to the fabric of the economy.
0: Well, one might have thought government assistance or taxpayer assistance with uh, with energy efficiency, both at the domestic and the business level, might be part of the solution. But none of these things happen instantaneously, do they? So we're kind of stuck with where we are for this winter. But uh, there is one area we haven't mentioned where governments could intervene here and elsewhere in Europe if they were minded to. Uh, and I'm not so much talking about the green levies, which are a, a decreasingly small proportion of highly inflated energy bills at the moment, but the cost of carbon it does seem more than one end of the argument to have a government stoling the energy industry to burn as much coal and take gas-fired power stations offline to conserve gas at the moment at the same time as we have an emissions trading scheme, which is you know incentivising the opposite. Do you think there's a possibility of intervention there?
1: well you can see the hot money is coming out we've uh, seen the market in uh, EU ETS fall from uh, 90 euros to about 75 and um, that's clearly investment money exiting on fear of uh, uh, some sort of intervention I think that politically it would be very difficult for the EU because the EU would have to or the commission would effectively be saying not only is our flagship you know sort of uh, the green agenda being undermined and debased here because I don't I think they're going to have a sensible conversation that says actually you know we, we remain committed to this but actually you know we are effectively an economic war with the largest energy provider in, in the continent and we have to cut cloth but accordingly but i do think that you know we're back to that whole thing about one they won't want to abandon their flagship policy and two they won't want to give people like me and others any more grist to the mill for the fact that carbon should have been a taxation and it shouldn't have been a traded market from day one uh, and i think any intervention would just be very difficult for the commission to actually sort of put up for those two big reasons really one the greek the flagship green agenda and secondly you know the whole thing about uh, the market is the best way to resolve this when you know many of us that are heavily involved in markets thought that it was uh should have been a taxation from day one
0: well i rather agree with you about that jason um i can't see it being politically palatable for european politicians to do what would be seen as abandoning this flagship policy, as you say, even though in a certain respect it makes sense and it was built into the policy that in in emergency situations there could be such intervention. And if this isn't an emergency, I don't know what is. You know, the fact that you and I and others might say, well, it would have been better to start off with carbon taxation rather than trading. Yeah, I don't think that's going to cut much ice, unfortunately, at the moment. We are where we are. But let's see, you know, and finally, with that in mind, new about to be installed in number 10 and your phone goes off from her or one of our colleagues saying we could do with some advice Jason what would it be would it be to do something or to not do something what what would be top of the list as far as you're concerned
1: we live in a media age where uh, everybody calls for immediate action yesterday and everyone is an absolute expert on everything but I think the government needs to be quite careful but I think time is against the incoming refreshed government and i think that the crisis in smes all of those in the uk that have october annual renewals that are you know let's be quite frank here like as of sort of about 10 days ago the the energy the actual commodity price for gas and power was uh, 10 11 12 times higher than it is now And obviously, we've had a little bit of a correction in the market, so we're probably down to seven or eight times uh, where it was 12 months ago. So this is a huge crisis, and there are those that are not market savvy, are not buying it like a commodity. And um, that is the backbone of um, uh, Britain. And it, I think it would be a disaster for the high street. It would be a political disaster not to support the traditional British businesses that uh, are, are really exposed to a massive pinch point here. So that would be where I would uh, you know, have to focus straight away
0: well i think you'd be right to do so um i certainly agree with you about that and imagine a number of people listening to would too so thank you jason uh, not just for your sound advice uh today but on a number of podcasts it's always been fascinating listening to your analysis uh, particularly this extraordinarily volatile time uh, and who knows how things are going to look in the future well if you found that interesting would like to find out some more uh, do have a look at our website Group.com forward slash UK and have a look at our reports there and do listen out for a podcast again from us soon.